Hey dudes, thanks for checking out this week's podcast. Just wanted to say a couple things before we begin. You may notice that in this show, the audio may sound a little roomy. Uh, so we're still getting used to the recording in this space here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's not too noticeable, but just wanted to let you know about the different sound quality. Also wanted to note that this week's episode features our friend Kirby from the band Kirby V and the Man. And she's kindly allowed us to use her music. So we're actually closing the show with uh, one of her songs. Uh, we also wanted to mention that you can now find us on Tumblr. You can find the link to our Tumblr page on our website, uh, which is uh, ripitradio.com. And our Tumblr page will give you some added visual aids that we discuss in the show, much like um, the Kirby V and the Man music video, which you can check out there now. As always, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends about us. I would always love to hear from you. So tweet at us uh, at Rip It Radio. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Doug, you want to open it up with a Rip It? I don't know. Can we just do a sound bite so it's the same Rip It every time? I kind of I, I like the, the individualized the, Rip It's. Yeah. It's more organic that way. <laughs> the individual Rip It's. That's the new band. <laughs> the individual rippets. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Let's rip it. Rip it. Rip it. Hey folks, we're here again with another podcast. Finally. What's new, Seth? You know, same old shit, but more excitingly, we have our first female guest. <laughs> yes. Hello, it's me, a female. <laughs> we're not we're not accustomed to females in our lives. Yeah, exactly. We had to wear pants for this one. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer for everybody. <laughs> and our guest, her name is Kirby. Yep. Welcome, Kirby. Hi. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. Thank you very much. Well, we invited Kirby because she has interesting stories to tell, and that's kind of what we are looking for here. And what's funny is, is that... I, we, I think we talked about it back in, uh, I think, our first podcast. Or no, it was the one with Fitz. But right. it was about like how weird school is yeah. when you're, it's like the first day of school. But how much weirder is it when it's the first day of school and you're at the front of the class being yeah, the teacher. teacher? Teacher. It's like when you're a kid, and I'm sure you experience this, Kirby, it's like the first day of school as a kid. Did you, do you have any stories about being the first day of school as a kid where it's like everybody looks weird? Yeah. There's all the new kids, but you're a new kid, but you know some of your friends and it's a little weird because you've come out of summer and it's just awkward to kind of reconnect. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think I had like way less self-awareness when I was <laughs> younger because if you look at pictures of me, I had giant super nerd glasses that were also red. So like red plastic nerd glasses. But I felt pretty good about myself. That's a good, it's a solid, it's a solid look. Yeah. So I think you can't really pull that off. If it might have been different if I had um, gone to a new school and I was like 11 or 12 when I didn't have any self esteem. Back then, it's like self esteem doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Oh, totally. uh, Like Crayolas. So (laughs) everything is fine. Really, all you needed. So Kirby, you were a you got a master's. You got a master's in teaching, or yes. it was it a specific kind of education? Um, I had I got a master's in teaching secondary English, which means sixth through twelfth grade English, and I did all of those 
all of those grades. Why did you choose the, 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 the 6 to 12? I do know a couple of other teachers, but they're lower school kids. Is it? Younger, we call that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still in middle <laughs> school, so. <laughs> but do you see them as like pussies, so to speak? As like you, you're not, you're not grabbing it by the balls mm. in, no. in terms of like. Wow, cursive writing. Wow, it's really challenging. No, but I mean, it's not little. It's not children. These are. Oh no, no. I mean, when you're the high school, it's like. Yeah, that's different than teaching kids how to write on that big paper with the weird dotted lines. Right, but even sixth know. grade, it's like you've got the nastiest. Of years, <laughs> six through eighth, and then you've got oh, meaning the kids are assholes as opposed to yeah, because teaching yeah, shitty yeah, because subjects. elementary school kids are you know they're mm. trainable. They, they take naps. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's definitely a different like a different uh, approach, I guess. I think the reason I was never interested in teaching little kids is because it's like teaching a human how to live. Like, and I don't, uh, that wasn't something I was interested in. Um, Because when you're teaching little kids, it's like, they don't know how to function. Yeah. Like, you might be dealing with, like, shitting their pants. Yeah. I'm not cleaning up no shit. Like, I didn't get a master's to clean up your shit. (laughs) But, no, but seriously. But, like, I don't, like, that's psychology. You have to, like, take a lot of classes in, like, how to teach kids how to be functional human beings and, uh that was not something I was super interested in. Was vomiting a big deal? Like, did it happen a lot (laughs) for other people? Like when you were in elementary school, I remember there was a lot of vomit. I just remember one guy. Yeah. Everyone remembers one guy. It's always like, it just takes one. Yeah. There was, there was, and that weird sawdust that they sprinkled. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like that d- doesn't fix it. It, it stinks. It was a big deal. It was yeah. like, oh, my God, what is, what is that? He's, oh, my God, it, they're yeah. sprinkling something on there. Yeah, sawdust. It was a big deal. And then everyone just talks about them the rest of the day. Yeah. It's awkward for My everybody. friend Jeff threw up in the back. He sat in the back of Spanish class, and he threw up during a test, and nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> he threw up, like, next to his desk. He's like, Ugh. And then he just looked around, and everyone was still eyes down on the test, and he just finished the test. Proceed. <laughs> yeah, people noticed. No, no, I mean, everyone would have gotten up. People, I mean, come on. He uh, must be a very good, quiet, it, it, I would think so. And his vomit yeah. doesn't smell. Well, Dim. I will say that vomiting happens a lot more when you're little, just because maybe you don't recognize the cues. Again, not a familiarity with human, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, ways of being human, but... Um, I do definitely remember uh, um, when I was teaching 10th grade, a girl drank a whole bottle of red vitamin water and then projectile vomited everywhere in class. And no one talked about anything else for at least like five days. And yep. I couldn't blame them. So why did you start to get into teaching? What drew you into that field? Um, well, I guess like short, long story short, I think um, for me, I was an English major. The only thing I really like love to do is read and talk about reading. Um, and I thought if I became a high school English teacher, it would be like Dead Poet Society. <laughs> and you'd just be developing children's love of literature, you know, every day. 
So that's, um, and also I applied for several um, master's in English programs when I was a senior in college and got into none of them. So that was also a motivating factor. Yeah, that's a, that'll steer your career. So why go to math? Can, can't you just get an education degree and start teaching at a high school? Or do, no. is it nowadays you have to get a master's degree? Is that... Well, um, this, I mean, this is, I guess, kind of something nice for parents to hear is not anyone can go in and teach kids. It's kind of a complicated process. Um, if I had gotten like a bachelor's in education, it might have been different, but I had an English degree and basically nowadays it's easier, um, for you to like, for me, I got a one year accelerated master's that also gave me a credential in teaching. And then I was like ready to go after a year. Um, but you can't just walk into a classroom with a history degree and start teaching history. So, which is good, I guess. So you didn't have an education. So, but if you're an educate, if you have an education degree from college, you can't. You still need to get a certification, which takes a while. Gotcha. So before you got to in front of a classroom, did you go through, did they, in the master's course, did they teach you, you know, going, did they take you to high school? You watched how high school runs. You watch, you know, you remember in school, there was always like, you know, Miss blah, blah, blah is going to be watching, you know, in the back today. And you're just like, all right. Were you that person or you didn't have um, any of that? I did that maybe three times. Most of my classes were about the history of education and the history of racial disparities in education and uh, things of that nature that were very interesting and not helpful at all um, <laughs> when you start teaching. So not that they're not important, but not helpful <laughs> for helping you teach on what, an everyday basis. What's the big racial disparity? What did you say? Racial, racial dis- disparities. Yeah, yeah. Racial disparities. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, it has more. I mean, I'm not going to get into like the, the the long of it, but I guess like it has more to do with income. Um, you know, like poor neighborhoods traditionally have shittier school systems. And um, I mean, just to kind of give an example, um, I was talking to someone recently about. Um, how, you know, when I was teaching, it was very hard because none of the students cared and it was really discouraging for me. And, um, you know, and I just like, I felt like I was doing nothing pretty much. I like wasn't making an impact. And he was like, oh, I felt like that, you know, I felt like that when I was in school, I didn't give a shit. Like, you know, they're, they're fine. I was like, well, now you're, you know, an intelligence officer in the army who's going to go live in China and be an intelligence officer. Like, and I think that has something to do with just, if you're a kid growing up in the projects, it's not the same. Like you give a, you don't give a shit sort of in a different way and you don't have the supports to go on and make it work anyway, even if you don't give a shit about school, which most kids don't. I totally didn't. Yeah. I, I you're hate, doing, I you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing, so. I'm doing fine. I hated school. I, I really hated it. it. I loved it. In my junior year, I got a report card that was like five D's. <laughs> And I brought it home, and my parents were just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? My dad was like, this is the worst report card I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's my son! Yeah. But I turned it around my senior year. Yeah. It was, and it wasn't because I'm dumb. It's just because I didn't, yeah, I didn't it give sucks. two shits. That sucks. That being said, so, first day of school, you get hired. <laughs> what did you, I mean, what did you expect I mean, it has to be frightening. I mean, there's there's stepping in front of a stage to perform, but this is like, and that's like, oh, you know, I want to be an entertainer and I'm here to entertain you. Totally different scenario. Yeah. You're there to teach people. Yeah. 
Well, maybe you can tell me how you feel about this. I um I was a real like obedient child, and I think the just the looming figure of an adult was always something that was something that I listened to. And so I always assumed just that the, just the fact that I was an adult would give me like a little bit of power. And it kind of gives you like no power <laughs> when you're a teacher because kids don't give a fuck, like a single solitary fuck, like how old you are. Um, so that I think was the biggest like shocker within the first one and a half minutes was I was like, wow, yeah, they're not afraid of me at all just because I'm so many years older than them. Right. But you see, let's say you see a movie, which I love, Lean on Me. I'm sure it's just like, yeah, yeah, like kick them out. Like you're, you're out of here. You're out of here. <laughs> How unrealistic is that? I mean, I'm sure that that was Hollywoodized. How realistic is that kind of like, we're going to turn this shit around, respect us. A lot. Of, uh, there are a lot of teachers like that. And I know a couple who are really good at motivating kids. Um, but just again, this is this is an audio medium, so you can't see what I look like. I am a pale white blonde woman <laughs> in my, and I was twenty two when I started teaching. Um, and not that, and I really don't want to disparage like other pale blonde white women who are twenty two that start teaching because a lot of them like have powers that I didn't have. But um, that's not a great place to start from, just because uh, I think. For me, I, I'd seen, you know, you see all those fucking teacher movies and you're like, yeah, it's going to be me changing lives. And it's not like that at all because, um, you know, you're just, you come in as an outsider if that's not, if that's not the community that you have traditionally grown up in. So no, it was not like that at the beginning, but there are definitely teachers like that. Totally. So was your first day of work at, at, in high school? Uh, no, actually the first, um, I, I student taught in a high school, but that was not exactly 100% teaching all by myself. So I'll just skip that. But the first year I taught for money was uh, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then for four years after that, I taught in high school. But the first, the first class that I taught was a seventh grade, uh, seventh grade humanities class. And how were those kids? Were they, that they sounds, were that sounds, fucking that sounds shitheads. scary. That sounds really <laughs> yeah. scary. Seventh grade is the worst age ever, and I totally didn't even blame them because, like, I remember what I was like in seventh grade, and I, like, no one has any self esteem. Everyone smells weird. Everyone's like disproportionate and in all their bodily ways. And people are starting to date and getting some was, bad ideas. It was, just, it was really fucking hard. Yeah. And the reason they put me there is because no one wants to teach fucking seventh grade. So it's like, stick the new person seventh in there. Seventh grade. So, there you so go. but was it? Did you have it all day, or what was like? Was there a difference between first period after lunch? Well, I have kind of an unusual experience. I taught at a small public charter school that had like maybe three hundred and fifty kids total for sixth or twelfth grade, um, about forty kids per class. So small school. So, and it was also kind of a real like touchy feely school. So we would do, and maybe the first two weeks of school, we would do team building all day with the same group. So I spent all day. Uh, with the kids kind of elementary school style, um, except there were seven I got it. Yeah. So it wasn't like kids changing classes in a huge public school? Uh, no, eventually it became periods like normal, but for the it was it was it was me basically realizing within ninety seconds that I was fucked <laughs> and that I had to spend 
six more hours with this group of kids who hated me and didn't want to listen to me. And I was uh, pissing my pants pretty much. Did you go home and were you like, I made the wrong career choice? No, because the, you always hear these things, you know, you always hear in classes like, don't give up, it's going to be really hard. And all the other teachers, this is the other thing is, I have to say, like, the biggest thing I learned from teaching was teachers are the best people in the world. Like, they're the best, most awesome, wonderful, supportive people. I love teachers. They're some of my best friends still. So they're all really helpful. But I was just like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be at all. What kind of kids were they like? What was their demographic? And then how... Like from a socioeconomic point, you know, we yeah. don't need to know. Um, well, it was... From a socioeconomics point, it's... The way schools work is if you have a certain percentage of kids that would qualify for free lunch, then the whole school is free lunch. And our, we were at a whole free lunch school. So um, it's like pretty low income. It's not... Got it. I would say... But but I don't want to... I don't want to be misleading. Like the kids... A lot of them came from really rough situations, but a lot of them had parents that would come up and see me, and it um, it was kind of a mix, but it was rough. It was in South Central. I mean, South LA is is like the appropriate term that you use now, but just for people on a who don't live in Los Angeles, yeah. it's South Central. So, so uh, what was your first? Did you ever have to call, call home, like send a note home, or? All the time. Phone, phone a parent. All the motherfucking time. So what was your first, like, do you have a story of, like, the first time you had to, like, say, I need to call a parent about this? I've called, I called parents on my cell phone in front of the class, in front of the kids. Like, I mean, you have to Technology. Because this is the thing, like I was saying, kids were not afraid of me at all. Like, at all. I mean, there was always a couple of girls who were like, you afraid of the teacher but other than that no one was afraid of me so were they much, were they like fuck you like straight up insubordination um i would say that the kids were really mean when i got to high school and would say fuck you but in middle school it was more just like <coughs> just i would say stop talking and they would just straight up ignore me it was more just like not <coughs> listening to what i was saying it wasn't mean and i would say that a lot of the kids were really sweet and i really liked them and i would eat lunch with them and i liked them but in the classroom just like you suck, and that was that was one reason why I quit is because I was like, I think I kind of like I like all of you, but you're just you all have annoying disease, and I want to not be. But it, but, but is there some way to to tell them? Did you tell them that openly? Like, hey all guys, the time. It's like listen, <laughs> I'm yeah. fucking trying to do my job. Can you just keep your mouth shut? They don't care. Can you think about? What, can just think about yourself as a student and imagine if the teacher was like, you guys, I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to yeah, teach you. Would, you wouldn't care. Yeah, you'd laugh. That's yeah. Like, it'd be a Everybody group t- laugh. Yeah. <laughs> crying? Oh, yeah. You oh. think crying did like... You, did you ever cry in front uh, of kids? A few times. A few, like, more than a few times. Was that the thing They where don't give a shit. Like... Were you like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. All the time, and it happened anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so they don't... So when you were crying, they're not like, oh, shit, she's... She, uh, teacher's People crying. would get kind of quiet, but after, like, as soon as you stop crying... They, it goes back to normal. So it, was there a, a subject that you noticed that they got more rambunctious over, like where, you know, you're talking about something that's really interesting and funny, and then you, now you're talking about like 
in humanities, I don't know. There could be a million things, but that they're more excited about, or or like where they started gym and lunch. Well, no, where <laughs> in your class specifically, where they're like, okay, I'm like, did you ever notice a pattern where this is really where they were like really bored? Like, oh, grammar, grammar, but you have to do it because. But that's in that's in humanities class. Well, that was when I, I mean, humanities, I taught humanities for one year only. Oh, got it, got it. And for four years, I taught ninth and 10th grade English. Got it. Yeah, grammar um, is brutal. My grammar yeah. is terrible. It's probably better than you think. I, no, but I, like I, diagramming sentences and stuff. Oh, I love like it. The verb? You don't know well, verb? Yeah, but when you get into like more complex Well, like shit. past participle that nobody uses. Yeah. That, you know, that's in the standards and we did a little bit of that but i was really still pushing like why are you apostrophe re in conjunctions basic stuff yeah what's your function and you and like and i work in i don't work in teaching anymore i i work in nonprofit, and i get resumes and people still don't know how to fucking like Uh, i think like the internet is just ruining (laughs) yeah like grammar and spelling and your 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 they're there yeah. yeah, it's it's. I it's, feel it's I feel guilty when I, I I know I feel guilty. Like I sent somebody somebody a text today when I wrote like, uh, I I wrote T O when I meant T O O. I corrected, but it, but it was a yeah. it was a text and I was just flying and I just sent it yeah. and then I saw it and I was just like fuck and I was and then like, you felt embarrassed. Well, I, well, he knows me. He and I yeah. went to the same school, but I, I'll put like an asterisk T O O. You know, just to correct myself. I, I correct. Was, uh, yeah, I correct myself. If I send a text and there's a misspelling, because yeah. I feel guys, like an idiot. You're in the minority, just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> if I got a text from a girl, like if I met a girl at a bar, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. Deal breaker. It was like, you're too funny or you're too cute or something, and everything was wrong. It's just like, yeah, I don't delete. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was on a, I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I was on a date with, it was like a first date in high school, and the, and the girl referred to a uh, a trombone as a flute. That was it. I was like, done. Bless her heart. Yeah. She's like, what's that thing called? A flute? Yeah. Uh, using the trombone motion? It's like, no, that's a trombone. <laughs> We're not, and this is wow, over. Wow. We're over. Yeah, it's like, no, that's a trombone. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And you just leave. Yeah, that could be yeah. a trumpet. That could be a trumpet. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, Decided that I didn't want to remember that really tall girl that I met at the Irish Haven that one time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I thought you didn't like her because her she had her shit too much together. Well, I mean that was one of it, <laughs> but the reason why I decided to leave her apartment when it was clearly leading to sex was because she liked a bad TV show. Which one? Like, I can't remember. It was like a, I mean, come on. Was it like uh, it was like it was a, it was a sitcom, but a, you know, but not a good one. Was like it like King on the CW? <laughs> It could have like a King of Queens esque, like a, yeah, like a Jim Belushi yeah, vehicle. But, I mean, but that's not no. I, I disagree with that's not a deal breaker. It's like if, it, if it's a the, certain kind of bad show. Because it, it's like it, yeah, be, but you like. I mean, wait, you how much Family Matters have you watched in your life? That's not the same, yeah, and you know it. Yeah, anything that was on like TGIF counts. Yeah, count it, son. Yeah, no, but it, also my penis was not arguing with my brain that hard to stay. Like it was like you know my brain was like. So what do you think, buddy? It's like, oh, what do you think? It's like when you're when there's not a lot of like arguing, it's like eh, it's probably time to go. She probably didn't know her grammar that well either. So <clears throat> probably yeah. not. She yeah, was. and she was really good. Yeah, like she, she was, was like, yeah, she's like, well, I volunteer tomorrow. I walk dogs, and then I help like it's old people. It was like shit. 
Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, really, yeah, now she I had would her think shit so. together. Yeah. And, and at the time, Doug was like, that was just not in his world. I'm not yeah. into having your shit yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? Drinking. So you're a young, cute, white woman walking into South Central School. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? What, how, yeah, what's the response? Do you get like cat calls as you walk into uh, class? And, and then if you do, what? How do you deal with that? Um, well, first of all, I don't. I definitely don't want to imply that my experience was like just bad, bad, bad. I had a lot of great times. I did it for four years, which may not seem that long, but like it's a long time. It's a, a long, long time, time to do something that like yeah. was very hard. And it's like every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Early. Yeah. What time oh, did you have to... fuck me. Like, <laughs> never got easier. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what was your wake-up call? What was your call time? Uh, it was like 5.49. That's early. 5.49. Set it on that the is... dot. Ooh. Not a minute later or earlier. Um, I mean, obviously, like, you can imagine. Like, just use your imagination. But I think... Um, I guess, like, I, I don't have experiences at other types of schools, so I don't know if it would have been the same anywhere. You know, I think... It's it's strange because a, so many teachers are really young women and men as well. Like there's a lot of young guys who are teachers now, but um, especially when you're teaching high school, uh, you're very close in age, and you know you can act like you know there's this huge separation, but there's really not that big a separation. You know because especially if you're in a high school, if you're teaching ninth grade and you're 22 you're still in a school where there's 19-year-old kids who are still seniors. And that's a weird dynamic. And there's, I think, um, especially when I got into high school, teaching high school, there was a lot of, like, kind of, uh, like, harmless flirting with me and other young teachers as well. It wasn't just me, for sure. But um, there's always a few, like... (laughs) kind of weird scenarios where it goes beyond like, oh, miss, you look beautiful today, or, oh, miss, where's your boyfriend, or things like it, There were a few situations where you're like, oh, shit, this person is, like, not that much younger than me, and this is weird, and I need to tell somebody because this might get weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be awkward. Um, so I'll just give you an example. <laughs> yeah, please. Tell us. Um, Good one. Okay. Um, so it was actually this is like late, like late in the game. Um, but this sticks out the most in my memory for sure. Uh, when what, it was, it was of, the last day of school. When you say late in the game, do you mean like it towards my, the end of? It was the, my last day of teaching ever. It was the last day of school and the last year that I taught. Did you know that this was your last day yeah, of teaching? Right. Yeah, I had given you know I told the the administration I wasn't coming back. But Did the students know? I didn't tell them because okay. I, I was I was very sad. I just I couldn't handle it. And a lot of them, uh, some of them messaged me after they found out and were like, "Why didn't you t- say anything?" And I was like, "I just couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it." Which wasn't the most mature thing of me, but you know. Anyway, so it was the last day of school ever, and um, you know, the the last day of school is always a wash, no matter what school you go to. I feel like um, so it was like one of my like. Uh, planning periods. I was grading essays, like final projects in my room by myself with the door closed. Kids were in other classes watching movies and stuff. And um, again, it was a real, it was, it was a kind of touchy feely school. You could kind of obviously need to have a hall pass, but the teachers were very close with the kids. And um, 
kids would come and talk to you and spend time with you if they were just watching a movie. Sometimes they'd rather go talk to a teacher than watch a movie, you know, because it's more interesting. And a kid came in my class. We'll just call him... Um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Let's just call him Jimmy. <laughs> that was not his name, but that's what we're going to call him. Yeah. So Jimmy comes to my class. He, at this time, he's a senior, and he's an old senior. He's a 19-year-old. Um, and he walk, He opens the door, closes the door behind him, which immediately is kind of like, like sets off something in your brain. And he comes, and I'm sitting in the corner at my desk, and he comes and sits right next to me, like right next to me in chair. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm grading essays. What are you doing? He's like, oh, we're just watching a movie. So what's, uh, what are you doing this summer? And I was like, I don't know. I'm probably just kind of like, I don't know. And so I actually went and got up and opened the door just because I felt weird. And I went and came and sat down at my desk. But he continued to sit right next to me. And I was like, what are you doing this summer? And he was like, oh, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to go to massage school. I was like, I was smooth like, oh. one nineteen year old yeah, way guy. to go, Jimmy. <laughs> so I was like, Killing oh, it. okay, that sounds good. And he was like, give me your foot. And I was like, excuse oh, me. Oh boy. And he goes, give me your foot. And I said, why? And he goes, because I want to give you a massage. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I got up and I went and sent the door. I was like, I gotta go. And I just like left. <laughs> And I went directly into one of the administrator's offices and was like, hey, this weird thing just happened. Just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. And I'm not going back in there until he's gone. But that was one of those things where I was like, at that point, I wasn't 22. I was 26 or something. But um, that's like a man. That's like a grown yeah, man. Yeah, sure. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And, um, 17. Yeah. 16. Yeah. 16 is, there's dudes that are 16. It's like they have beards. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100 years ago, 16 was a, a man. Yeah, because you died when you were like 30. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you were, yeah. you were halfway dead. Yeah, you yeah. had kids sometimes yeah. and yeah, married and was working. Four, yeah, 15 was the 40 10,000 years ago. Well, 10,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. But you're bi- biologically the same. Yeah. For yeah. the first 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it at that 17 12, 12. You well, yeah, it. I know. I'm just saying for, for Jimmy's purposes. Jimmy, yeah. More of a man when he's yeah. 17. So Jimmy's 19. But the weird yeah, thing, but dude. this is interesting is um, actually I I heard not at this, not at the school that I taught at, but like I briefly went to grad school to get a counseling degree because I was thinking of kind of transitioning into that and I ended up not finishing because I kids you know they're the same no matter what you do with them <laughs> they're always hard they're always trying but, to massage your feet but um when i was when i was in that program um it was with a lot of people who were uh counselors and like professors who had taught counselors and they were very like i guess counselors are someone that pe- kids open up to a lot and they were just like you really got to watch out because everyone had a story of uh of like a staff member that they knew hooking up with a kid who was not that young, <clears throat> who was like 17. And this is not, I mean, this is in like the greater California area. It's not even in LA, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a very weird dynamic having very young people teach teenagers. And, you know, it's something I, I don't think that they prepare you for that part where it's like you need to be prepared to deal with this immediately because sometimes there's you know kids like they're testing stuff out you need to know how to like respond to it appropriately but i mean i mean that's i mean you see that all over news 
teachers yeah. getting... It's, it's common. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem uncommon. But what is it, you know, what is it about you and what is the difference between you and those people that are like, is it just a lack of judgment where you're like, just turn it off? Do you walk in and just turn it off? Because I'm sure you you were attracted to some... <laughs> You, you found some of those guys attractive at some point. Like, it's, impos- yeah, yeah. it's impossible in the four years that you didn't find, like, a guy is like, yeah, he's cute. If I were that age, I would uh, like well, him. Sure. But that's the difference between the totally. in your and your mindset of being in a power, you know, in a, like, you're an authority figure. I but think th- it's just a difference between people, like, understanding what professionalism is because that's a really good point like and people may be like oh my land like at the even i you know idea but it's like it obviously happened so it's an issue but it's like you can't hook up with your students like no matter how like biologically normal it might seem on the outside it's like it never for i would say 99.8 percent of teachers it never even like enters your thought process because it's your fucking job and it's illegal. Like, so, but I mean, that's what I'm saying is, is it's very close in age. It's not, obviously it's different if you're teaching elementary school kids, like that's perverted, Yeah, yeah. but it's like, you're 22, you're teaching like juniors. I mean, that's not that different. No. And a lot, and some of those guys date college Older, students yeah, yeah. like yeah. some seniors are like yeah my girlfriend's just going to you know blah 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 college yeah <laughs> and, just to, <laughs> but, and just to give you an idea like um recently now i'm 29 and about six months ago uh one of my former students who was uh from when i was student teaching and i student taught juniors when i was 21 um he was out here visiting and he Facebook messaged me and asked me out on a date. And at that point, oh he was, I guess, probably 21, 22. And I was 29. So, like, 100% legal. And still my brain was like, fuck no. Like, no. Because you just we, don't yeah, invite yeah. We, that <clears throat> into your life at all. Like, ever. We need more of you. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Plus, Why did you leave? Yeah. How dare you? That's what we don't. Plus, that's like, how did you guys meet? It's like, well, we first met. You know, when he was 14. And <laughs> when I was, I was a teen. Yeah. She was not a teen. Yeah, when she was my teacher. It's like, oh, no. And, yeah. in the, and in the off chance that I went out with him and, like, something happened, you know, and I wouldn't blame him. He would go back to all his friends and be like, remember Kirby, totally. the teacher? I banged Kirby. Like, yeah. well, that would yeah, be awkward. a crazy, <clears throat> horrible thing to have, yeah. like, hanging over your head for the rest of your life. So. We, had a, we had a teacher that fucked a student. And she was like the hot teacher, <laughs> and uh, but she was the hot teacher, and she was the volleyball coach. She uh, wasn't a lesbian. No, no, no. Did that? She was. She was. Yeah. <laughs> she was a hot one. But you know, if we're going stereotypes, the guy that she hooked up with was Asian on the volleyball team. So hmm. there is there is a stereotype. There. Do Asians play a lot of volleyball? They love it. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably something to do with the angles. Honestly, who doesn't who doesn't love volleyball? I like volleyball. <laughs> yeah. I really Everyone loved it. It was one of my blind people sports. probably don't really care about it. No. So at the end of the day, what I mean, what was the thing that caused you? It's like fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. And, and, and wait, and going back to 
what you said earlier is like you didn't tell the kids that you were leaving. Yeah. Why didn't you tell them that it was their fault? Well, because um, I had it's told, like you know I what I told them before, yeah. and it didn't matter. You know, like I I'm still quitting remember. This, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get like real here for a second. This was <laughs> this was really sad actually. Um, my brother, so my little brother lives out here, and um, he's you know, probably my best buddy. I love him so much. And he came up to, to give me something one day, like I'd forgotten something and he wasn't working. So he drove me up to, drove up to give it to me. And I was like, you want to stay and like watch one of my classes? And he said, sure. And, um, he sat in the back of the class and I introduced him. I was like, Hey, this is my brother, everybody. And, um, they were like all nice, like, Hey, and then they were as bad, if not worse behaved than normal. And it like hurt my feelings so much. I was like, you can't even be good when my fucking family is here, you fucking assholes. Like, and again, I, I liked them all a lot. Like, there was only a tiny handful of kids that I didn't like. But I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, you guys are, again, like, lean on me. I'm not the lean on me person. There yeah. are totally people out there that are really good at motivating kids, at getting them to listen to you. I was just never good at it. And I think I just got so tired of it. And like, and that's why I didn't say anything because it's like, they knew how I felt already. And I just couldn't handle them being like, no, don't leave. Cause the kids liked me. I don't want to. Yeah, Cause you were the like, class that they could fuck off in. But that's not true. I mean, like they definitely misbehaved a lot, but I feel like I made them do a lot of work. We didn't just watch movies and stuff, but... Like it wasn't substitute teacher. No, it wasn't. Out. No. No, it was just like a constant struggle every day. And not that you shouldn't struggle in your life to do like mm-hmm. good things, but I was just like, I don't fucking like this. Like, I hate who I am when I'm in the classroom. Well, that was the biggest thing is I don't like me. Well, well yeah. for me, one of the biggest, like one of my biggest pet peeves is just inconsiderateness. Yeah, and, me too. And... and and for them to be that inconsiderate in your, with your brother, you know, maybe I'm a total asshole, but I would have said, it's like, yeah, you know, I love teaching until I met you fuckers. And this is my last day and I'm done. You know, fuck all of you. Well, some other teacher friends of mine, when, you know, the school year started and I wasn't there and they were like, where's Kurt? I'm not going to say my name because, yeah, yeah. but they're, they said, where's Miss blah, blah, blah. Um, teachers were like you guys fucking drove her away so good work like they're you know they said that and they were all like oh sad but it was more like me i'm real fucking sensitive like i was just worried about the kids who having to explain i don't know especially the ones i cared about the ones i really liked who were really good who tried really hard all the time and really like great students it was it was just like i i hate disappointing people and like I gave up. I totally gave up. And I, know, I also but, didn't want to explain that. Right, but at what point are you are you, you know, you don't want to disappoint people, but society, these kids have disappointed you as like because you know, behaving in school, you know, when I was a kid, it's not that the one of the reasons why I behaved in school, but if I were to tell, if I were to act out and the teacher called my dad, I'd be in Huge fucking yeah, me trouble. too. Huge. That, that was a massive motivator. So for there's me not no, to be an there's asshole. no consequence to tell. You know, you know, there's nothing that you can do because, I mean, could you tell them you're going to the principal's office every well, class? First of all, that's not scary either. I know, um, but at least you can get that talking asshole out of class. Well, that was my favorite thing to do is to make people sit outside to get the one like 
cancerous element, like, and go have them set aside. But then that's a reward, you know? So there's always, like, a double side. Like, it helps me because now I can, like, operate the classroom better. But right. at the same time, it's like he just got what he wanted. All he wanted to do was not be in here anymore. Um, so I, I mean, would say but- calling, parent, calling parents was effective for maybe a 48-hour Right. amount of time because there were some kids who like I called their parents and you know like they had a mean dad and you know it made a big difference or a mean mom or just like a great mom or dad who was just like fuck you like be better to your teacher but there was also a lot of kids who were just bad all the time constantly getting calls from their parents are tired of hearing it but so. I mean but let's say the kid that wants to uh that's talking and that, that sits outside and you're like, okay, you got what you want and you're sitting outside, but you're going to fail this class. They don't care. So, okay. So, so why not say, why are you even here? Like, why don't you just drop out of high school? Uh, see, that was the part I was never great at because you, you got to be really careful about that because it was the population I was teaching, they would drop out of high school. Yeah. Well, they should because, they, <laughs> they, because that person, no, I'm saying it because that person is interrupting the students that you did like that tried. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to try, I think you probably have to try to teach all the kids. Like your job is to try to teach all the kids. Yeah, but, also, you but you can't when fucking dickhead number one sitting in the back talking to his butt, his three buddies, and flirting with the girls and doing that shit in the back corner, and you're and it totally distracts you and distracts everybody that want that cares. It's like, hey, the little group in the back. It's like, why don't you guys just leave for the day? Well, this is where kind of like political things come in, like no child left behind rules. Um, schools are under shitloads of pressure to not have a high dropout rate and to have a high attendance rate every day. So like the bad kid that you're like, oh, fucking awesome. Like Jimmy didn't come to school today. Like there was always that kid who was like, oh, thank God he's not here. That's bad because you get paid by the day for every kid that comes to school. So every day they don't come, you don't get paid and your school does worse. Plus, if they're testing... Wait, if wait, wait. If Jimmy doesn't... Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know this. If Jimmy... Okay. If Jimmy paid. doesn't show up, you don't get paid? No, no. The school doesn't get paid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking thank God. No, yeah. no, It's no, like no, then no. I was going to be yeah, writing like, hell on yeah, Jimmy's I'm, ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Jimmy's house. No, no. Attendance... No, but attendance for the school is really important. That's why you take attendance every day. It's because you send it to the state and they give you a check. Like, hmm. um, that's a problem. So that again is like part of it. Like you can't encourage kids to drop out. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, but that's a problem that because the, the school has an incentive of monetary incentive to have bodies yes. in the classroom. Yes. yes. That's a problem because not necessarily, you don't necessarily want to have the bad students in your classroom. But see, I mean, like well, that's send them the to whole... some, send them somewhere else. Well, there's remedial that's... schools yeah, for but, bad kids. But the but that's like that's the whole crux of education. That's where the policy comes in, where it's like you want to teach every child. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is that there's there's people like this just popped off the top of my head. Bobby Flay, right? Mm-hmm. He dropped out when he was in ninth grade. Yeah, because he fucking hated school, and then he went and worked in kitchens, and then went to culinary school. Blah blah blah. You know, educate. I hate to say this, but it's. I think it's true. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. I think education is super important, but it's not for everybody. I agree with you to an extent, uh, but <laughs> again, I think this is the difference between me and that guy that I was talking about, who said he hated school, who ended up being really successful anyway. Yeah, like a Bobby Flay. But 
you have no fucking idea how many times I had to talk to kids about how just because you drop out of like college or don't go to college doesn't mean you're going to be successful as Kanye West. Yeah. Because like, again, Bobby Flay is like really talented, smart, super driven. A lot of kids who drop out of school just don't feel like doing Mo- anything. Yeah, most people yeah. aren't. So. That's no, you're absolutely so. right. We had weird. I don't know if this was common at every school, but we had like cosmetology mm-hmm. and like auto shop. Yeah, well, that's yeah. like home ex shit. Yeah, it's like, but but this took up like I don't think that they went to regular class. Like I was never in like a class with wow. one of the cosmetology girls. Like. They were just like in cosmetology and you'd see them and they had terrible haircuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big issue. That's something we learned a lot about when I was in mass, like in my master's program is this was called tracking, um, especially at real big schools. Uh, yeah, my you school know, had 7,000 kids. Yeah. You probably had the college prep track, the normal track and the career track and career track is stuff like auto school. And in some ways, it's good because it's like, like you said, some kids don't want to go to college or not maybe cut out for college, would prefer to be an auto mechanic, which is cool for some people. Yeah, but at the same time, those are real like, cl- I think um, it's very like s- defined which kids are going to go into each one. And the way those started is like in New York in you know the 1800s or 1900s, it was all the immigrant kids, like Irish and Italian kids, like, oh, we'll put you into auto mechanic school where you just learn how to like... Like make Ford factory parts. Yeah, it's like cars. apprenticeships. But that's a, that's a problem. Is I think there needs to be kind of a different, uh, like, understanding of careers, you know, and maybe letting each kid choose a little more like what they want to do, as opposed to being like, oh, your grades suck, so you're automatically going to go to cosmetology, mm. where it's like, oh, your grades suck, but you're actually pretty smart, so you sh- we're going to push you into like pre AP because fuck you, you're going to be a little bit smarter because you need to get with it. Do it again. All in all, you're just another brick in the wall. So, is it one thing that you can put down like? solidly it's like this was the thing or was it just like a culmination of things that made you just say fuck it i'm done i was super unhappy i think for the last year and a half like were you losing hair your hair was your you know was your fan was your home life like were your cat when you walked in the home the cats are like they Uh. scatter Um, I mean, it's like basic stuff. Like I, I gained weight cause I would just like come home and like eat and drink. And that was like pretty much all I did. I couldn't really sleep. I would cry a lot, which is the most unattractive quality that you can have. Like, you know, I'd like wake up and I'd like cry on the way, like sad shit like that. And I was like, come on, like, why am I doing this? You know, like I'm a happy person. I shouldn't be like sad on the way to work, you know? And that's, I think when, when and it was hard because that's what I did all my training and my education education in like college for was to do that. And at some point you kinda need to like, you know, cut your losses and be like, you know what, I gave it a I gave it a good shot. I'm done. So So with all the negative talk, what was like one of the best, the best. Oh yeah, one of the, mm. did you have like school like you know, like uh, flag day or color day or well, whatever it's called? We had this thing called Unity Day at our school, and I organized it, I think, for two or three years. And one of the years wasn't that great, 
But two of the years were actually super fun. And it was like the kids had so much fun and um, it was just like games and we had a dunk tank with the teachers in it and um, stuff like that. And I mean, just little things. But actually the things that I love the most is when we had like a project and the kids did a really good job on it. Like we read The Odyssey in the ninth grade, which the kids actually really liked a lot, even though it's super old. It's super old and it's... It's it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. It's, it's hard easy. to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, our final project for that was I had them do like um, modify tales from the Odyssey into like modern day stories and write them out. You know, and the stories were so funny. Like you know, Odysseus. Like or oh, like you know, oh has this beautiful girlfriend at home and he goes to a party and the slutty like girl named Circe is like all grinding on him and he has to. <laughs> Like, because I don't know if you're from, anyway, it was just, it was really creative and stuff like that was like, this is, this is what I thought I would be doing is like seeing kids be creative. But I think, um, you know, and that, that happened at least a couple times every year and, um, but it wasn't enough. (laughs) So, So do you think, do you think you'd be, you would have been better off in another, did you want to go into that environment or did you want to be like in Hollywood or uh, Beverly Hills or something no, like that. No, I, I was like a little go-getter. You're like, yeah, I want to be in the trenches yeah. like with the Edward James almost. Like, yeah. let's let's make the maths. Yeah, I was We're like, make I don't want to teach public school or private school kids. Um, so that was what I wanted to do. And then actually, when I was quitting, so many people were like, why don't you just try another school? Like, you, you wanted to do this. It didn't work out. Go Just go teach in a private school. Like, teach some French kids or some shit. And I was just like... I don't want, like, honestly, one of my friends just emailed me this morning and asked if I wanted to go, like, uh, do some volunteer thing with teens, like, helping them be creative. And I was like, fuck no. Like, I'm <laughs> off teens, like, forever. Like, honestly, if I ever have a kid and it becomes a teen, I'm just going to, like, brace myself because I don't, they're, they're all really hard to, like, be with in large groups. So, well, hopefully, if you have a kid, it does become a teen. <laughs> That's the goal of kind of <laughs> parenting. Oh, dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> We had, we had a kid, this was eighth grade, uh, Mr. Davids, he was our social studies teacher, and he looked exactly like Gargamel. <laughs> and, uh, and at one time, everyone used to call him like Gargamel, uh, and he didn't know at first what Gargamel was, and like, you know, people would just be like, Gargamel, Gargamel, and he lost it one day. He was yeah. just like, what? I don't, oh, I am not a Gargamel. Like, he just didn't know what Gargamel <laughs> was. But this, But we had to draw maps of our neighborhoods. And this kid, Brendan Shea, he had a speech impediment and he was, but he was really smart and he was a good kid, but he pronounced like he had a a weird speech impediment and he gave the announcements. I don't know why they let Brendan Shea do the announcements. He'd be like, there will be an eligible club meeting promptly today at four o'clock. Like a bad speech impediment. Nice guy though, Brendan Shea. And he pronounced his name as Bounden. Like he couldn't even say his own name. Um, But Mr. Davids gave him a C on this map that he drew. And he was a good kid, and he lost it. And he was like, I worked so hard on my map. Fuck you. And, like, the whole class is like, oh. <laughs> Mr. Davis didn't even, like, punish him just because it's like, all right, you're having an emotional response. Yeah. And sometimes 
and sometimes actually like if there were some kids that you knew, I mean, this is not totally related to that, but if like a kid, you knew he had some shit going on with him, you could tell when he walked in the door that he was in a bad mood, like, you know, not to push some kids buttons because like they have stuff going on, but, um, yeah, getting told fuck you to your face is never fun. That's like always a bad feeling. So what do you do? What do you do when a student says fuck you to your I face? I just tell them to leave. I just tell them to go sit outside. But do you get the kids in the back going, ooh? They don't do Which that. Which is even more annoying. Yeah. They just get really quiet and they're like, oh shit, what you gonna do? Like, but, um, and then it goes back to normal, like literally two minutes later. So, um, kids would get really crazy about their phones once because when i started cell phones weren't that ubiquitous but by the time i ended teaching every kid had them and you weren't allowed to have them out during class but like the rule was if you see it if you're a teacher and you see it you can take it and um, their parents have to come pick it up like even if their parents live 20 miles away you cannot give it back to the kid even if the parent says over the phone and kids would get crazy like really nice kids um, that was the most, uh, I guess, like aggressive I've ever s- had kids get was mm-hmm. when I'd ask for their phone. They'd be like, N-. like even really nice kids would go crazy over their phones, which I understand because I love my phone so much. It's like yeah. my best friend. Yeah. So. And if you don't have it, you're missing yeah, out. Yeah. You're missing out. <laughs> Do you want to hear something crazy related to teaching and phones yes. and dating? <laughs> so yep. one time someone took someone's phone. A teacher took someone's phone, and then um, we were in a staff meeting, and sometimes when we were in staff meetings, we'd pull out the phones that we took and be like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah's phone, and we'd give it to the principal or the admin so they could deal with it so we wouldn't have to, like, handle it. Um, And someone took out a phone. They were like, oh, I took this, but I don't remember who it belongs to. And so the principal took it, and she opened up. She was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And she starts looking through it, and she goes, oh, my God. And she threw it, and then we are like, what? And we were like, oh, my God. And it was a picture of, like, a giant exposed vagina. (laughs) And kids. we're yeah. like, oh my God. And then the kid that we found out that it was, it was like a 14 year old. We're like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, I, I weep for the future. Yeah. And I hate to sound like an old fuddy duddy. Yeah, but it's not. But people, really. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> I, what I don't understand is that people, uh, like, if you're a kid, mm-hmm. that is, that shit is forever on yeah. the internet. It doesn't go away unless, like, the internet goes down permanently, like, which is a meteor. Or something yeah. like yeah. that, you know, like apocalyptic, where your vagina Finally disappears, disappears off, yeah. off the internet. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not. It's living on some yeah. guy's fucking mm. computer in China, and that guy's gonna forward it to his buddy and wherever. And you it's, never it lives know. there forever. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just I I agree with you. I think I um that's something I think about a lot. Is I can't imagine what it would be like to be a teenager. Yeah. Growing up in a digital age, and I know that's like kind of a like old fashioned thing to say, but just in so many ways, everything is different. Your focus style is different. Like, I would just, you know, if I was a kid, I would just. I'm already on my phone a lot. If I was a kid, I'd be on my phone all the time. I would never read. I don't yeah. think I would ever fucking read a yeah, book. Yeah, that's true. Like, ever. I don't know that I would play. Yeah, you know, <laughs> playing is fun. Yeah, playing yeah. is super fun. I would not do it though if I had a phone yeah. when I was 15 and was like I don't have any self esteem I'm just gonna like get on my phone and do this mm. so yep. 
I can't emphasize enough. There were a lot of really good kids that are doing great in college and we are Facebook friends and I still keep up with them and it's like, it warms my heart. Have they ever said like, doing. have they ever said like, Hey, will you uh, look at my paper before I turn it in? Uh, I had a couple kids do that and I've, I've still gotten some like reference requests like years afterwards. One of the coolest things though was this one of my former students works at the Arclight, which is a super expensive. He's like a manager. He's been there. He's been there a long time. Um, it's a really expensive movie theater in Hollywood. Me and my mom and my brother came to see a movie there one time, and I saw him, and he let us all go in for free. Nice, <laughs> so nice. That was did pretty he, cool too. Did, did it he, all paid off. Here. Did, <laughs> did he have four did years he, of teaching hell? Saved forty five dollars right there. <laughs> Tell us about it. You have a band. Tell us about. I have a band. Yeah, let's plug the band. We're gonna have to plug something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my band is called Kirby V and the Man. It's a it's a pretty cool band. Oh my god, that's like the least cool thing. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. It's just me and my friend Todd. Um, we're a duo. Um, we both play the guitar. I play the t- the keys. Like we also have a little bit. Of bass that he does and then we both sing a little bit and then we have we have drum loops we don't have a drummer it's I'm a, you know, you know, we're a I'm a, you know i'm a drummer are you i am believe it or yeah. not there's only room for one man in the band. so where can do you have do you have any where, shows coming up or yeah. um, do you guys play, do you play we off? do not perform mostly because i have crippling stage fright um but we are on itunes and we also have a music video on youtube Okay, what's awesome. what, what's it on? I what, what what would people look up on iTunes? Uh, the name of the we're called Kirby V and the Man. Um, the name of our EP is Cross That Line, and then um, we also have a music video of the same name on YouTube. And um, we currently have four four songs in the can that we're going to be putting our second EP this summer. Nice. So look forward to that. We're pretty cool. excited about it. We need live. We need live shows. Oh my we god! We need to see Kirk. You hey. want to pay for my therapies? Yes, to sure. <laughs> fix my brain. Sure. So I can do it. That's, that's what drugs and alcohol are for. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm so good at. Right. I'm so good at. <laughs> what about like karaoke? Can you do karaoke? Yeah, it's it's instrument. It's instrument. Um, can you sing and play at the same time? The instrument is what makes me nervous because singing is easy. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, so... It, it's si- playing the guitar and, and playing singing. the piano is, is hard when you're nervous. At the same time? No, it's not anything having to do with the same time. It's like my handshake. I have a physical reaction to it, and it gets it gets me all nervous-like. Got it. Yeah. But it's okay, because you can just download it on iTunes. No big deal. I know, but oh. people want to see you. Oh, my goodness. That's what the video is for on yeah. YouTube. Well, yeah, dream but, big. We'll see. Kirby, thank you. Yeah, that was so awesome. Much. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. Yeah, fun. I've never done a podcast before. Yeah, thank so you so much. much. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah, all right. Great. There we go. Uh, this is uh, The Ribbit Show. Ribbit. Seth and Doug. Seth and Doug. I'm Seth. Doug. Thank you, Kirby. Yep. Thanks. Ribbit. Come on now, I don't know where you're from or where